Welcome. You are now entering the Portal Cast. Enjoy the show. Please do. Oh, oh yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be in Spanish and English. Oh, perfecto. Amor y paz para toda la humanidad, para toda la eternidad. Love and peace for all of humanity. For all of eternity. Gracias. Bravo, bravo. Gracias. Muchas gracias. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this moment to come back to the presence. Um, thank you for that song, brother. Thank mm-hmm. you for opening up the space and yeah. the ceremony. Yeah. Um, I like to take this moment to uh, just officially up, open up the portal and welcome everyone back to the portal cast. What an honor it is. Today's a really special quest as we called in one of our soul brothers here who is so dear to her heart and has been such a catalyst in our journey, uh, in our becoming of Risen and just our awakening and our remembrance of self. And so I would like to officially uh, introduce and welcome my dear hermano Indiglo, uh, Miguel Rincon Jr. Um, thank you so much for being here, brother. I remember the first time we met, it was I think it was at Bogby Fest, yeah. no? Yeah, right oh there. Oh my gosh, Joshua yes. Street. And the first time we met, it was like uh, the second time I've ever sat with Hape. And it was such a beautiful journey. I, do, I remember we even filmed like a video. Um, I was yeah. like, hey, you mind if I film this or anything? Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And that hape ceremony uh, was so potent, especially being in Bhakti Fest and being in that set and setting and having that kind of cleansing. It was really powerful. And it was still getting uh, introduced to the medicine of hape. For everyone behind the screen who doesn't or isn't familiar with the medicine of hape, would you be open to share what it is and like what of the course. value is of it? Chape or rape comes from the Amazon jungle. Um, it is a ceremonially prepared powder, a snuff, made from tobacco and certain herbs that are used for healing and for prayer. Um, there's hundreds of different types of blends of rape, and it's administered through your nostrils, and it goes into your nervous system, and it totally puts you into like a meditative state. Uh, clearing your energy, uh, breaking um, your energy open in order for you to 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 center yourself, and it's uh, traditionally used a lot within the realms of ayahuasca, um, paired with the medicine to help break you free from loops and and certain energies that might hold you back, and so uh, stand alone just by itself, it's amazing for um, for meditation and for ceremonial preparation and for intention setting. Um, but for sure, with all due respects to the medicine, one must engage with it with a lot of respect and a lot of truth because it is a sacred medicine, 100%. And so that's the channel that we yeah. connected. <laughs> and it's so great because, I mean, initially when I was first introduced to the medicine of Hape, there was a little bit of skepticism on my part, you know, so they're opening up. I'm like, man, what am I putting up my nose, you know? And like, yeah. traditionally, yeah. like anything that goes up my nose, I was just like, I'm not sure, you know what this is. I was actually with the uh, goddess Annabelle for my very first time at a community healing event. Um, and I remember I was sitting in circle and then I saw the first soul brother get served up and he started crying, you know, and he's like, <laughs> you know, having this experience. And then I was like, <gasps> <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. But as soon as I sat with it, and then bringing it back to when I sat with it with yourself, mm-hmm. it's always been such a valuable tool for grounding and for mm-hmm. cleansing and for, like you mentioned, intention setting and for clarity. Um, and in correlation to just the reverence of the medicine and having a lot of humility and having a lot of intention as you go into it, it really transforms the experience. And I feel is actually a necessary part of sitting with all of these medicines. And so. Um, I'd love to speak about that as well real quick about just like what the value is of ritual and ceremony. Um, I know that there's 
especially in the realm of psychedelics, uh, the community, the psychedelic community uh, can be mixed at times with people coming in from different backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. Psychedelics still being looked at as drugs. Mm -hmm. Some people don't always consider it medicines. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma kind of shifting right now. It's a really beautiful renaissance happening and revolution. But for the individuals that are still kind of new to like intention setting, like looking at uh, psychedelics as medicines and really honoring the medicines as that, why is it important to go into it with intention and like setting uh, with humility and like uh, really going into it in a sacred way? What's your perspective on it? Yeah, th that's a great question. And that's very essential for anybody who would like to embark on this healing. Um, just like anything in life, your intentions drive the energy forward. And um, these sacred medicines are portals. Um, there's great spirit. It's a manifestation of great spirit. And so you can totally adjust your alignment through these these intention settings. And it's, it's very important, of course, to, to have a clear mind and a clear heart and to not be afraid of your own power when you work with these medicines because they open up a lot of truth, a lot of honor, uh, a lot of healing, a lot of abundance. And so in order to guide your own self through the guidance of, of a medicine practitioner or a shaman or, or a guide in that sense, it's very, very essential to have intention because then you're just ingesting medicine and it can go any different way, you know? And so it's, it's very, very, very essential to have uh, the intentions set forth and to have good guidance, uh, very positive and like humble guidance, because a lot can happen in that space. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that, because I like how you mentioned, like, these are like portals. And yeah. this, I, I've always seen it in this way. And that's why it really inspired me to have the portal cast as we uh -huh. cast portals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, and so that's always been a really important value of mine. Like every single time I've sat with any medicine and uh, in my quest with, sit, with my building my relation with the medicines, it's always been ceremonially. It's always been with a lot of intention mm -hmm. and it's always been with a lot of reverence and mm -hmm. so aside from cannabis which i started when i was younger mm -hmm. and it was more recreational it wasn't uh -huh. as intentional too, yeah. growing up <laughs> yeah. you know but when i did start working with things like psilocybin even uh -huh. approaching hape mm -hmm. and bufo mm -hmm. uh, and combo like all those medicines since i was a little older were very intentional because i saw that these are portals that were opening mm -hmm. and when we're opening up a portal we're opening up our channel and it's a very vulnerable space yes. um, and the way i see it, and i'd love to get your perspective on this as mm -hmm. well is that in that space when we don't have the intention or we don't really have the proper set and setting or a guide mm -hmm. or anything like that and certain energies can latch on or certain types yeah. of forces, you know, whatever words we want to use them, even entities, if you use that word, um, they, they could latch on and things can happen and occur. And I've heard many sh uh, uh, darker stories of journeys that people have been on in mm -hmm. healing from those experiences yes. that weren't so intentional, um, that were severe uh, in their health and in moving forward with their mental health, their physical mm -hmm. health and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love to hear kind of like a little kind of a share on like what you've seen and like why it's important what what could happen um okay. if we don't really uh, consider like the of portal course. opening <laughs> yes yes i can yes of course that's an awesome question and it's very important for everybody viewing to to be well informed about this because this is something that's kind of like hush hush you know because um unfortunately in, in in every sort of aspect of life there's always some kind of control or manipulation so the more you're informed about how you can manage your energy and guide it, the better you will be at detecting certain energies when they're coming to you. And uh, it's not to say that if you take these medicines, you're open to that. That's not true. You know, with a really good guide, with proper protection, proper respect, and proper love, uh, your love really protects every certain aspect of your life on all levels. As we all know, when we activate our Merkaba, when we activate our star tetrahedron, it's the most powerful protection that we have. And uh, no outside medicine can ever, um, you know, um, kind of activate that for you. You have to do it for yourself and accept that power for yourself. These medicines can show you the way. It's like the door, but you have to turn the knob and walk through it, you know. And so uh, I'll share a little experience that I had on, on my own self. Um, before coming to the medicine, I was very astral. I was up in the clouds a lot. I was seeking answers but I was doing it in the form of like 
you know, just, just taking the medicine and just like waiting for things to happen. And yes, magic things would happen. Yes, my life would change. However, it was completely unguided um, because I was there with like an expectation, you know, kind of like seeing a lot of documentaries, uh, hearing other people's stories about, uh, excuse me, but like, like tripping out and like, you know, like, like the whole thing, <laughs> right. um, which is beautiful and which is very, very healthy, but with respect, with respect and with love. Um, I, I, I was started working in a circle, uh, that dealt with a lot of heavy energies and that was a good training grounds for me. Um, but it got very heavy and I felt like I didn't really have a voice, you know? So, um, so I carried that energy with me. And, um, once I sat with, uh, with deeper, deeper lineage shamans, you know, generational shamans in different countries and ones that would come visit, uh, the United States, it really revealed to me a lot of the energy and almost, I don't want to say it like this, but like, like dark magic that I had in my aura from opening myself up so much without proper intention and without proper respect and grounding, you know, because uh, the, the more you're grounded to earth, mother earth protects you and, and uh, she cares about you. And, and that's, that's the spirit of the universe right there. Most definitely. Yeah. And so what does grounding look like? Like how can one stay grounded to the earth? Uh, what does that practice look like? Yeah, it, it might be kind of difficult sometimes living in a, in a thick city, you know, because, cause, uh, you know, there's concrete on our ground and things like that. But if you just focus your intentions and, and your, your, your center on, on what is real, what is truly real to you, you know, the, the sky, the earth, the, the trees. I personally try to kiss the earth every day, just you know, connecting to the earth every day, just saying thank you. Um, staying grounded means to, to just stay focused and to, to stay centered, you know, because in life, life is going to throw you a lot of obstacles, a lot of obstacles to see where you're at, to see where you're at, to help you grow. And if you just focus on like how hard it is, then that's all it's going to be. But if you focus on what you're learning, if you focus on, on what the lessons are, then that's true grounding as well, you know. Mm, right really most definitely and i think that's so valuable because uh, grounding to me what that speaks to me is like embodiment mm -hmm. and embodiment like being in body and mm -hmm. so like being in our bodies really feeling more of like our physical humanness mm -hmm. uh is so valuable um and that's what i've noticed in my journey as well was being kind of really heady really like you met yeah, like you yeah. brought up like really uh in the astral is really in the, in the clouds you know like uh using these medicines and like not knowing how to come back to my body properly. Um, and that became very difficult for me, especially with mental health um, and like understanding just how to be more here. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really valuable to have the, the embodiment practices. Uh, and that's where I feel like integration comes in, uh, in the, the medicine work. Uh, uh, I'm curious to know, like this has been a huge topic, uh -huh. especially for us to, uh -huh. you know, like talking about like psychedelic integration and like psychedelic responsibility after the ceremony and like, what do we do? after we sit with these medicines and have these transformational experiences because the benefits are like apparent right people are usually called to the medicine because they're searching for that healing they're searching for that guidance they're searching for that uh, wisdom that they could tap into uh, with the proper support um, but i feel like a conversation that's important to have is well what does it look like afterwards after you receive the downloads what do people's lives look like uh, after they sit with the medicine? And so my question to you, and I would love to hear your, your feedback, is like uh, if you're experienced in ceremonies, you know, and, and supporting ceremonies, mm -hmm. what have you seen as like supportive protocols and just uh, supportive methods for people after they sit with, with medicine and, and the integration of that? That's a, another that's another very, very good question because uh, in the integration, a lot of the magic happens, you know, that the ceremony will open the portal for you, will open the door for you. But in the integration is the true test and it's the true um, almost like exam. You know, you, you download all this information and then you get put to test in life. And so uh, for me, I've seen what helps a lot of people is staying connected to a community of people who, who have worked with the medicine before because there's lots of questions that come up. Um, to help people engage with their passions and to help people engage with their dreams because we all come here with, with dreams and, and purpose. And for some people, uh, we feel very blocked from or very like afraid of activating those, those achievements and those powers within us. 
Um, so, so very simple things like living with intention, you know, everything you eat, you intentionalize it, everything you do, you intentionalize it. You know, um, if you work out, you know, you, you call your physical density and you call your embodiment of that, you know, you, you meditate with intention, you know, you, you hug your mother, your father with beautiful intention, you know, your loved ones. And, and, uh, that really changes a lot of things in the integration process for sure. Yes. And I love how you bring that up because part of that ability to have that level of intention takes a level of attention yes. and awareness is being really aware of where are we applying our attention mm-hmm. how present are we mm-hmm. in our experience and i feel presence is key you know it brings me back to uh, a book i read by ramdas be here now mm-hmm. um, that yeah. book like really transformed my life and i was in college <laughs> you know yeah. i was like and i was reading this in college and i was like every page was like wow here like here mm-hmm. come back to here yes and i find that really valuable especially uh living in in an era where anxiety is on the rise mm-hmm. and depression is on the rise you know uh, i read an article uh, that said that this is era of like teen suicide um mm-hmm. where a lot of that is just like the living in the illusion of the mind and like mm-hmm. the stories and in the uh, what ifs and the could ofs you know mm-hmm. and like the past and in the future and not uh, and having a difficult time just being here and being fully present. Mm-hmm. Um, what has supported you in, in being able to live more presently and, and support you in your own mental health um, of being in that space? Of course. Um, that, that's a, another amazing question. I'm probably going to say this many times. <laughs> full of amazing <laughs> spot on questions that need to be talked about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what has supported me personally is the, the journey of self-discovery. Because once you think that you've healed everything or once you think that you have, you know, you have everything under control, guess what? The universe is going to throw you an obstacle to, to test that and to, to truly uh, help you embark on more of mm-hmm. more of the journey. And uh, for me personally, uh, music has been the main platform that allows me to 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 allow my consciousness to to be in a, in a solid template, you know. And um, the music for me is is something that activates my spirit. And I've seen a lot of people literally saved by music and the intentions in music. And, you know, be, being a part of the music industry uh, before and it's still still Lamba, like a lot mm-hmm. less since the pandemic and things like that. But right. um, being a mm-hmm. part of the music industry have really shown me uh, what that true power of love can do. Uh, when you play instruments or if you're a DJ, if you're uh, an artist, a rapper, a guitar player, um, what that intention in your heart can truly do if you just allow it to flow through. And uh, for a lot mm. of people, I, I am really big on helping people find their passion in life and reconnect with their true soul desire for being present here. Yeah. You know, so. Wow. So that's something that I that I like to help people with a lot wow. in my journey for wow. sure. So beautiful. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to know uh, every superhero has their origin story, you know, uh-huh. like, uh, before Batman was Batman, he was Bruce Wayne. You know? <laughs> and so. Uh, how did in what was the rise of indiglo what mm. was how was your quest into developing and finding your purpose mm. and your passion and what is your passion right now and mm. your purpose how would you share that with somebody mm-hmm. yeah so my passions are always to be very helpful like uh, my roots i come from a family that's very humble that come from a very hard-working background in mexico ranchers you know mm. so um so i've always carried that with me and that's always been a very very essential part of of my upbringing Mm. and so so with that in mind every aspect of life that i embark on every group that i am a part of everything that i'm allowed to to help out with i give my whole heart entrego todo mi corazón i Mm. surrender my entire heart you know like an aztec warrior you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a great visual Um, most definitely (laughs) and so and so uh with that i i like to always just allow myself to be free and and i help others access that freedom within Mm -hmm. and uh, whenever somebody tries to compliment me on that i help them realize you're just looking at yourself you know you're just looking at a reflection you know you you have this power too Mm -hmm. it's something that i share with you and you share with me as well you know Mm -hmm. that way no one's on top no one no one is you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like playing this game of hierarchy yes of course 
the beauty of seeing yourself in all people mm-hmm. um and when you can see yourself in all people is this really beautiful connection that you feel with yeah. all things in every moment mm-hmm. and i really love how you emphasize and passion and purpose um i feel like that was a huge question for me uh-huh. uh, growing up was always like what do you want to do mm-hmm. and what do you want to like with college you know what do you want to major in mm-hmm. and so there's almost like this pressure that mm-hmm. is cultivated in our society to need to know what we need to do for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. and to have these answers and so what has supported me in that uh, has been to know that it's okay not to know and to be in the space of discovery in the space of exploration mm-hmm. um, and also this idea of life purpose this idea of having to choose one thing and then like just committing to that can feel very like uh, pressure driven mm-hmm. and so I always like to expand that there's a lot of diversity in the path of purpose and the path of passion and truly uh, to, to, to embrace what excites you um, and so what would you share with someone who feels lost and someone who feels kind of like unsure of where they want to go what has supported you in like deepening that and what would support someone else behind the screen if they're currently experiencing that mm-hmm. okay so what I can say to your soul is that everything happens for a grand reason and to keep on believing in the power of your heart in your heart lies all the answers you know I like to say this before a lot of deep ceremonies is that your heart feels before your mind can even think and it's okay not to know but you're always going to be feeling so that's a good address to come back to is your heart is is your is your feeling is your passions Mm. and there's enough space for everybody on this world to embark on their passions and dreams no matter how much competition or pressure or whatever there is there's enough space for everyone there's enough food for everyone there's enough there's enough for everybody and Mm. slowly but surely we're embarking on that and helping those that are less fortunate to to um have that type of Um, mindset you know and and with Mm. that you can if if you're breathing right now if you have a computer right now if you're receiving this message right now you can rest assured that you are really blessed in this life because Mm. not everybody on this earth has this capability to connect Mm. to sources of information Right. Mm-hmm. And I really value that share because it's really uh, embodying the space of just gratitude and beingness and starting from that space, yeah. you know, of like relieving yourself from the anxiety and relieving yourself of the worry by coming back to the now. Yes. I'm curious. I, I remember it when in my first five meal DMT trip, uh, I put this expectation uh, and as I, and I looked back and I was noticing that I put this expectation that as soon as I take this medicine, I'll have the answers. Mm-hmm. And that as soon as I take five, the DMT, like, my life is going to change and, and, and then I'll be okay after then. Mm. And so I always was, I, I was almost putting like the expectation that the medicine was going to give me everything I needed and then everything was going to be fine after mm. that. And I was soon to realize that uh, that wasn't really the case, that the work still needed to be done and that there was more to it. And so I'm curious to uh, sh- like share, like, w- what does that look like, you know, for individuals that think that the medicine is the answer how can we reframe that for them? Um, mm. What does the medicine do really for us mm-hmm. when we're looking for answers and we're looking for like the, that clarity and to just feel better in our lives? Yes, yes, yes. There's something common that I would see in certain circles, not just medicine, but like yoga and, and other circles of, and when it comes to healing. Um, people start to idolize the people serving the medicines, right? So, so I always like to make sure that people remember, focus on the message, not the messenger. You know, your, your idealized life is not who someone else is living, you know? So so you gotta really find it for yourself. The medicine really just activates who you are and it's up to you to really accept that and work on that. And it's it's step by step, you know, on the ladder, it's step by step. It's not like a giant leap forward, which it can be sometimes, but in reality, it's just gonna update you and, and put downloads into you in order for you to be um, updated uh, on, on your current progress in life along with your intentions. And so you always got to look at your intentions. You always got to look at what you're doing outside of the ceremony, uh, the repetitive patterns in your life that hold you back. And you can always tune into it. As blind as you can be, you can always feel it, you know, and and listen to constructive criticisms from your peers um, and always just, just 
return to gratitude. Whenever you're lost, there's always millions of things in your life to be grateful for. Right. Like no matter what. Shifts, right? Shifting mm -hmm. where that attention is going. Yes, you know, and yes. I love how you bring up, like, focus on the message, not the messenger. Yes. Especially uh, when we can idolize others, you mm -hmm. know, and create these pedestals and these hierarchies. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so important to remember to tap back into ourselves knowing that all the answers are in ourselves mm -hmm. within us and that support of just re-empowering ourselves that's empowerment finding the power within mm -hmm. to know that oh yeah actually it's 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 in me and i feel like that's what a lot of the medicine does is it allows us to remember that mm -hmm. it allows us to remember who we are and what we're capable of and what we can really do mm -hmm. you know what has been really inspirational is we were speaking about the yahe medicine mm -hmm. and how it's different than the traditional ayahuasca medicine mm -hmm. you know the chacruna mm -hmm. vine being what's traditionally spoken about mm -hmm. um, and used mm -hmm. and the medicines from peru and Brazil mm -hmm. would you be open to speak more about the Yahe medicine and like oh. what makes it different and how it supported and transformed your life yes wow. yes 100% yeah. yes thank you for this okay. so uh, so Yahe is a form of ayahuasca from Colombia uh, the, the shaman that serves it is called Taita that means uh, a sage or a fatherly figure in the in the community uh, taitas are people where, where people can go to receive some kind of guidance, some kind of healing. Um, un sabio, a sage, you know, a sabio, yes. And um, and so the difference between traditional ayahuasca that we would hear about on many documentaries from Peru or Brazil, those those brews have the ayahuasca vine, which represents divine feminine, and it has chacruna leaves, which which has the DMT in it, right? And that's beautiful medicine on its own. That is that is absolutely amazing. I've received so much from that. Um, however, with the Yahe medicine, it's two different vines. It's the ayahuasca vine, right, representing Divine Mother, and this Chakriponga vine. And this vine uh, emanates or embodies Divine Father. So it's an androgynous medicine. When you drink it, you get schooled by your Divine Mother and Father. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's 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 highly visual, highly purgative, very very clarifying. Um, it really showed me a lot of the truth that I needed to see and I needed to really embark on uh, in that time of my life when I first drank it back in September or yeah September, yeah September um, or October. I'm not too sure. It's it's been many many journeys since then. Um, I currently work with a very respectful, legendary uh, Taita from Colombia. He comes from the Coreguaje tribe. His name is Cesar Lezama. Uh, his family's been working with the medicine since way before the 1400s. In the 1400s is when they started recording you know, their work with the medicine, but it goes way beyond that. And so when you sit with this medicine through this lineage, through this guide, it's all of his tribe. It's all of the work that he's done in, in his life uh, helping you through your process. And what really stood out to me um, with this uh, significant person is that his level of humility matches the amount of activation he has in his power. And in that time, that was, that was a really, really beautiful role model for me to, to, to um, embark on this journey with. And I still work with him almost every weekend. Almost every weekend, I go to church, I go to the doctors, and I go to school with him at the same time. And uh, this is actually the cup that I use for my drinks. I, I, he pours it in here and I drink it. And so I brought it here today to have the medicine since I knew we were going to be talking about the yahe. Yeah. So it's a very distinct medicine. And when people ask me, is this stronger than Chipibo ayahuasca? Is this stronger than Yawanawa ayahuasca? I say no. It's very distinct though. It's very distinct. And if your spirit calls for it, it's going to work with you very deeply, you know. And everybody that I've brought to the circle, probably over hundreds of people now, um, they always say the same thing. Dude, that was way different. That really showed me something else. Thank you so much. And I'm saying, dude, thank you, bro. Thank you for coming through. Well, thank you for being brave, you know. So. Yeah, there's a lot of courage that's mm. necessary when sitting with medicine. Uh -huh. Yeah, and like uh -huh. being willing to face those aspects of yourself mm -hmm. and to uh, be willing to let go as necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are interested, especially when we talk about medicines like these, about like what is the actual experience like? You talked about it being highly... Uh, purging, mm -hmm. uh, highly visual. Mm -hmm. uh, with your experience, what has been some like really powerful revelations that have changed your life mm -hmm. through working with this medicine? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, touching base on the use of discernment, as we were kind of talking yeah. about a little bit before, it really uh, heightened my, my sixth sense. Because everybody has that sixth sense where, where you can really uh, gain information by just being present. And it really allowed me to, to clear a lot of energy that was holding me back. Uh, it unblocked a lot of uh, trauma that I had in my in my in my plate, um, mm. and I'm not saying anything from the past uh, hurt me. It only helped me, um, you know, become stronger. And with this medicine, with this lineage that I'm working with, with a lot of respect, uh, it, it really allowed me to to break through uh, these these chains and these cords that that I was once uh, bound with, you know. And so now I feel very free, and I feel very uh, very present and um, very responsible for, for my very own actions and for all the people that, that trust me with, with their spirit, in a sense. Wow. You know? It sounds like it really supported in cultivating your, like, integrity with yes. yourself, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, you're like, mm, especially walking uh, the medicine path, you know, I mm. feel there's a high level of responsibility, a high level of awareness that's needed mm. in supporting others uh, mm. in this space, and I feel like that's a very valuable kind of opportunity for us to check in with ourselves mm. about where our integrity is um uh with that being said i like to talk about discernment um i feel like that's a really powerful topic about how we can discern about who and how to approach the medicine um what has supported you and like uh you mentioned like getting that sixth sense of, mm -hmm. of discernment mm -hmm. uh, for individuals that are like interested in sitting with like the medicine mm -hmm. and aren't really sure where to go who to go to how can we discern that like how can we know like who to trust in this space uh, especially in the shadow side of psychedelics where some of these individuals are sitting um, or choosing to work with the medicine to profit off of it mm -hmm. and or aren't always in integrity they have like a psychedelic experience and then they're like I should serve this. I'm going to serve mm -hmm. this. And then they just do it in their apartment or they do it, you know, in some place. And then not, they're not necessarily like an integrity. Mm -hmm. And so how can we discern that? Um, and how can we support others in like knowing how to appropriately choose who to sit with in these medicine spaces? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful question because that's very important to the outcome of your healings. Um, so you want to make sure to always ask those questions and don't be afraid to speak up and, and confront mm. who, who is ever serving or the team about where the medicine comes from, how they got it, what, what brought them there, um, how, how, how much they care about helping people or helping themselves. It'll all reveal very quickly, you know, especially when you're opening these portals and, right. and it, it shows you, it demonstrates to you uh, the integrity of, of each and every person. And um, for me, I was blind to that for a while because because um, the medicine was calling me and there is an opportunity. And I learned a lot from from uh, from my past, for sure, always. Um, but 100 percent, you can save yourself a lot of headache and a lot of trauma and a lot of psychological damage from from just asking these simple questions, you know. Um, for sure, always the main thing you want to always look for is if the, the practitioner, the facilitator, the shaman cares about your mental health, cares about you progressing. If they care enough to give you advice on how to grow without judging you, that's a good, that's a good sign for sure. And always feel it out before you think anything through. Just feel it out because all the answers are in your heart and your heart is always communicating to you. Even if you think you have no heart or you have no sort of like sixth sense, you do. Like everyone shares these powers. Everyone is psychic. Everyone is open in this way. You just have to accept it and open yourself up because it really comes through when you most desperately need it. Right. I guarantee you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I really love that. It's really tapping yourself into your power and expressing your voice, like you mentioned, you know, and mm -hmm. like being willing to say no uh, when it's appropriate and being willing to step out of a situation that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I love it because a lot of it is just our intuitive body sense, you know, what feels good in your body. A lot of times, you know, when you're supposed to be somewhere and when you're not supposed to be somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just listening to that kind of gut wisdom, mm -hmm. uh, listening to that kind of intuitive guidance to know when it's like, wow, this actually doesn't feel right yeah. um, and then being willing to be like you know what this I'm not gonna sit with this medicine here or with this person and, mm -hmm. and being okay with that you know yes. and like moving to a, a different space that feels mm -hmm. more in alignment with yourself the patience is important because when the spirit wants to work with you the spirit will work with you and find you find a way to get to you 
So it's important to have the patience and the, the discipline to not just jump in once once the first chance comes because um, that's how a lot of people get into a lot of the right the trauma the trauma bonds and stuff right with, right medicines, exactly yeah. um, and also here's another good uh, important topic I think it's uh, good to embrace this is something I read in the email this morning uh, about like charging money for medicine mm. and I know that there is some insecurity and there is uh, some certain attitudes when it comes to uh charging for medicine charging mm -hmm. money for medicine where there's some individuals that don't agree with that they, they believe that medicine should be free it mm -hmm. comes from earth we shouldn't charge for it um and a perception and perspective uh and a belief uh, that i hold is that i believe that everyone should be valued uh, in their work and in their mm -hmm. energy and in the time they put into investing into creating opportunities and experiences and so i feel like part of that conversation is acknowledging that although uh any type of medicine like takes time to curate you know especially talking about like ayahuasca you know mm -hmm. like the amount of time it takes to for the trees to grow the vines to grow and to brew it and like the amount of time uh it takes to even like grow like mushrooms like a lot mm -hmm. of these types of psilocybins uh it takes cultivation it takes time it mm -hmm. takes energy and so knowledge that knowledge you know so it isn't necessarily just this like a uh, free it's mm -hmm. just i'll get in my backyard type mm -hmm. of thing you know i think there is really important aspect of it in honoring the energy exchange which is what it is um is an energy exchange um and offering it into that scope uh what's your perspective on that especially working with medicine and like being open to receive and to mm -hmm. give how do you approach that kind of like opportunity yeah yeah um well personally uh the way i work is 100 percent donation based I don't ever deny anybody depending if they're lacking funds. I do deny people when they're just trying to come take the medicine without intention, and I can see that very easily. Um, if I see that the medicine isn't helping them, if it's keeping them in loops, then I give them other options of other people they can go with to heal um, you know, outside of the medicine realm. Um, I do support uh, people who, who use this for their work because it's their divine purpose, their dharmic purpose, you know? Um, for instance, I had a problem with that uh, a while ago, but, but now I see uh, that, you know, in this 3D world, you know, we, we have to utilize this currency to transmute it and, and purchase and keep on supporting this light coming in, you know? And so, um, so you know, coming from a very, like, hippie mindset, super, <laughs> super just living in my car status, like, $5 <laughs> to my name for three years, <laughs> best years of my life, honestly. But, um but flipping that and respecting and investing in your healing is very important you know one can really go to the bar and spend 300 dollars a week getting drunk and supporting that draining energy in their life or they can go to an ayahuasca retreat every six months every year spend a fraction of that and and you know gain a lot from it rather than become depleted you know so you got to look at it like that do you do you, you know are you, are you willing to spend five hundred dollars on the new nikes or are you willing to support a tribe for for a month experience in the jungle you know like and and where where your money goes a long way for them and the energy transmute into into gold like literal literal gold in in, in your life you know yeah right. mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, that value of the awareness of what we're putting our energy mm -hmm. uh, and money is energy. So money is an extension of what we're putting our attention, our belief and our investment in. And so I love that there is a conversation in that space of kind of like everything we invest in is we're investing in what we believe and want to grow. And so like when we invest in things like Starbucks, you know, yeah. we're investing in their values and we're investing in what they're doing. And at times it's important to check in of like, do I really believe in the values of where I'm putting my money in? Um, and so I think that's a really powerful uh, conversation uh, is to support this 3D realm for ourselves and for others. Um, it reminds me of a conversation about integration in itself. Um, I have noticed that at times in the beginning process uh, or at some point of our journey to self-actualization and self-realization in these medicines, there can come a time uh, that's inevitable of like existential crisis of mm -hmm. kind of like understanding that wait i'm in the 3d realm you know and there's like 4d and 5d and so there can for me at least it has led me at some point in my journey my early journey to nihilism which is basically kind of like 
not feeling like it's important like why does it matter you know like i don't want to be in the 3d world you know like i shouldn't have to be in here fuck this matrix (laughs) you know type of thing you know excuse my language um and so what has supported like yourself and just really embracing the 3d even though there can be awareness of like you know there's especially in the conscious community right there's like it's all an illusion man you know nothing is real Mm -hmm. you know and like how can we still be aware of that but really embrace the illusion and embrace the 3d realm and come back to our bodies and work with what's here rather than trying to escape um, and be in like the higher realms and try to live there which is very ungrounded and very unearthy and can really lead to even more problems in your 3d life which can lead to more escapism and can really lead you into a loop yeah and that's a beautiful question because i uh, suffered through that through many years for sure um, trying to escape the matrix rather than working through it and working with it. And as we know, we are multidimensional beings. I mean, that's a fact, you know. But for whatever reason, and it reveals to you little by little as you activate yourself, we are here in this dimension, in this frequency, you know, talking with words, uh, utilizing physical things like food and money and water and flutes and, and things like that, you know. And so you really got to integrate, you know, your heart and your your purpose within your work here in this realm. And then that's when it really starts to reveal to you why you are here and why you were sent here and why you're chosen to be here. Why you why your spirit initially signed a contract to be here in this time to have this conversation, you know, to convey this message, you know. And so so that's that's an important thing to like really uh, achieve your your powers to accept who you are. And to not try to run away from it, because the more you try to run away from it, the more karmic cycles you're going to fall, fall into, the more traps, the more bait you're going to take, you know. So, so just be aware of that and, and really uh, embark in your true nature. And don't be afraid of who you are, because you are beautiful. Super beautiful. Reminds me of the Lion King. Remember who you are, Simba. <laughs> you know, don't try to run away from your purpose. You know, and I love that because even the Lion King analogy, like that's exactly what happened. Is that he was running away from who he knew he was, and he was trying to pretend that he wasn't like this king. You know, and that he had this whole responsibility in this mm. other world, and so he was living in this uh, like illusion. You know, and this escapism until he really had to face himself and like really had to face you like you know what no like i need to go back i need to be who i'm meant to be which is a powerful you know lion uh, a powerful king you know and a, or queen you know and powerful god and or goddess and really embrace the reality you know the situation you know and so i feel like that's a great analogy of integration work you know is is really coming and 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 being willing and courageous to face those traumas that come up, you know, and face those difficult emotions as we're uh, sitting with medicine and things come up for us, forgiveness and acceptance, you know, and all that. Very important. Uh, I'd love to hear about that space of, especially, you know, us being, you know, men in this community and the divine masculine, the divine masculine. Uh, what has been your process of potentially healing old, like, karmic cycles or patterns with like the masculine side of it you know especially my own journey at least uh, i've had to do a lot of healing with the medicine and the machismo kind of mm. that was like oh. in, in like ingrained <laughs> in me you know and yeah. like embracing my sensitivity embracing my vulnerability and like cultivating a deep level of integrity and respect for myself and for all my relationships for goddesses you know and how i would approach it and I had to do a lot of healing with my father you know my relationship with him and like embracing more intimacy with him and hugging and like speaking with love and with my parent with my mom as well and just my family in general Uh, i'm curious to know if you share a similar path in that oh yeah for sure yeah uh like i said my parents come from a very very strict background super og mexican like (laughs) you know ranchers right and so i'm the only boy in my family i have four well five sisters and uh, zero biological brothers, but I have many spiritual brothers here, you know, and I see them the same. Um, however, my, my dad always wanted a very tough man to be his son. You know, he always wanted uh, his son to never wash dishes, th- this, this, and that. And I comprehended where it came from at a young age, very, very quickly. I comprehended. 
And um, even though I was shut out from speaking about it, um, it took a lot of years of um, uh, not separation, but just like looking at it from a different point of view. When I started going to college, I moved out, this, this, and that. And uh, embracing my sensitivity, embracing all the tears that come, embracing um, all the emotions that make us human, you know? And um, I've had the pleasure and the honor of having many mentors in my life who are divine feminine um, creatures as well, you know, on this planet. So, so um, shout out to all my goddesses in the life. Uh, I appreciate you guys, most definitely. Uh, without you guys, without you ladies, uh, we wouldn't be anything. We wouldn't even be here. So much love and respect, you know. Always, uh, like I mentioned, kissing Mother Earth, you know, that's always a, a way to, to really uh, invoke a lot of sensitivity in your life. And um, really breaking free from those uh, customs, those um, those societal programmings, those cultural programmings that don't serve you, you know. Um, it really helped me a lot to return to my family. I currently live with my parents. I've been living with them the past six months, and I've been helping them as they've been growing of age. Um, I've been brewing the Wachuma San Pedro medicine uh, for them, and it's been helping my dad a lot with his cholesterol, his diabetes, his blood sugar. You know, I've been giving him a lot of like reishi and chaga and like turkey tail mushrooms and things like that. And uh, hugging him more, as you said, talking to him with love. And he really sees it when he talks to his brothers back in Mexico. He's like, Mi hijo me abraza cada día. Like, my son hugs me every day. Y lo abrazo para atrás. Like, I hug him back, you know, as if it's a really big thing. And I'm just, like, sitting over there, you know, listening to him, like, wanting to cry because it's so beautiful because it's, it's, it's a side of him that I've never seen in my life and, and that we're working together with. And, of course, working with the medicine to, to check your intuition and to check your intentions and to really do the shadow work in that sense, um, to see where you might have faulted, to see where you might have, you know, failed yourself or, or hurt someone else and forgiving yourself and others is very essential to your own healing 100 percent mm, you know? wow yeah. that's the most beautiful experience to have especially with family you know yeah. to have the opportunity to embrace them because uh and thank you for sharing that story man yeah. and congratulations on all the work that you've been putting in yourself and yeah. in your familia <laughs> and rewriting the karmic cycles and the yeah. patterns i feel like that's really what it comes down to is that ultimately what everybody is searching for is just love mm -hmm. uh, love and acceptance and intimacy mm -hmm. and to feel seen and to feel heard and along the way uh, we get hurt we have trauma and, and that creates uh, us to create layers in our hearts mm -hmm. which is a lot of what the machismo uh, kind of mindset is cultivated in is this uh, kind of safety mechanism and not wanting to seem weak and not wanting mm -hmm. to get hurt really mm -hmm. um, and so that opportunity to rewire that um, and be in a space of just surrendering and softening you know and like knowing that the one of the greatest strengths that we can have is vulnerability and mm -hmm. is the opening up and the embracing you know and like um, being able to be in that space and for everyone behind the screen you know who is in that currently with their parents or with their father fathers uh, or the mothers uh, is it, it can take some time for sure you know but it starts with you um, and I love that kind of share like it really starts with us first being willing and open to soften our own selves and mm. to love our own selves so that we can be the example for our father or for our siblings or for our family mm. and so i really appreciate that and like being the example and like leading uh through the example which is so valuable mm. uh, especially in the space you know yes, definitely. it makes me excited for the future if the universe wants to you know bless my life with children what's going to come out you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll see <laughs> the next generation yeah, yeah yeah that's that's the part of the work that i'm doing it's, it's for the next generation for my ancestors for my family you know mm. i try to be as selfless as possible because i feel like i have everything already you know most definitely and so well well that leads me to the final question here before we can end maybe with some like songs uh, if oh, you're open to yeah, that um yeah a little, little <laughs> treat there uh but the question is you know us being part of like this new era rising you know like it really is like this kind of new age kind of movement right where more people are like quote unquote waking up there's like this like let's support the raising of consciousness mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of you know spiritual movements kind of happening for that mm -hmm. what do you see for the future and what's your kind of like words for the younger generations mm -hmm. I see a very bright future, you know, and um, I see a lot of brave souls coming. You know, I can't, I can't be the only person here working in this, in this, you know, and and I wouldn't be able to do it without a whole team of people to to look up to, you know, quite like risen here. 
Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, so, so, um, I, I always, uh, just want to promote, uh, a lot of happiness, a lot of gratitude and, uh, a lot of, um, you know, truth seeking in the work that I do, uh, because it's very important to be honest with yourself. And, um, the children that are coming out right now are very conscious and very aware and, and they're very vocal about it. And it makes me very happy to see that, that this earth is, um, is moving in that direction, you know? Um, that being said, though, there is another side to it. There is a lot of like shadow side. There's a lot of darkness to it, you know. So, so we have to learn to embrace um, that as well and learn to send love that way. Because as you mentioned, everybody, every soul here is just looking for love. And we're in different chapters of our karmic cycles. And we have to learn to really stay patient for our, our blessings, our miracles to come forth and not to force anything. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful miracles happening for everybody, everybody, everybody. Even, even when I myself go through a lot of obstacles and go through a lot of like setbacks, I know it's just you know um, increasing my strength and increasing my vulnerability. And so I'm very grateful for it all, one thousand percent, in that sense. Aho, Aho. celebrations <laughs> and really excited for what's to come for the future, you know, and uh, it's really beautiful to see everything unfold. And thank you for being such a great leader. Thank you for being such a great inspiration and for living in your own integrity and, and walking the walk and doing the work and just supporting others in the remembrance of humility and reverence and gratitude. I feel that's one of the best reminders for us to have is to tap into that gratitude and tap into that love and that unconditional full embrace of love for all beings um and for earth um and that practice is just kissing earth every day yeah. remembering the the our home and mm -hmm. the protection that she offers us so uh, with that being said we could go ahead and get into some music An english one for all of my uh, usa family and and abroad you know so much love and respect and gratitude to each and every one of you Gentle hearts, gentle soul, gentle mind, mind. Life has changed, love remains all the time, time. Gentle heart, gentle soul, gentle mind, mind. Life has changed, love remains all the time, time. From the eagle in the sky, to the fish in the sea, to the great grandmother watching over we. Aho. Aho. <laughs> for the presentation and for the opportunity to receive the medicine through these beautiful instruments um, and I just want to give a huge thank you for the opportunity to have uh, share this space with you and to open up this portal in this realm and to extend it to the others behind the screen and so I'm truly humbled each and every moment that I have to be in your experience and share this moment and share this dream so muchisimas gracias hermano thank you so much for being on the portal cast thank oh, you yeah. for being in the show and thank you for sharing your medicine and for everyone behind the screen and the other side of this portal I trust that you received what you needed um, and that it supports you on your process. And so thank you guys so much. We will close this portal and we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Much gratitude and much love and much respect. Many, many miracles to each and every one of you. And let's keep working. Vamos guerreros. Vamos guerreros. Oh, closing the portal. Shoo. Uh -huh.